Welcome to Embers and Wind. Are you feeling a calling to serve? What if answering this calling unleashes from deep within you leadership potential? I'm your podcast host, Keith Weedman. Blended three decades experience with knowledge from multiple disciplines to unleash hidden potential in others. In this weekly podcast, my distinguished guests and I will share what fuels us and how we serve. You will feel a gentle wind on the embers of service that glow within you. You will receive kindling for your capabilities and knowledge to build skills. You can utilize this gentle wind to ignite the kindling. You will be guided to do this for people you lead and serve. You can apply what you learn with people you love. Get ready to feel the gentle wind. Today's guest helps benevolent leaders whose company has an employee engagement problem. He helps them learn multiple ways to elevate employee engagement and performance. They learn to do this through brief interactions with minimal investment of time and effort. He helps them learn to see employee engagement in multiple useful ways. Today's guest studied constructivism epistemology in graduate school. He learned to apply it as a discipline practice. He utilizes the, the discipline practice of constructivist thinking to help leaders own perceiving as creative act and set aside limiting knowledge. Please join me in welcoming today's guest, Keith Weedman, to this episode. The title of this episode is How to Elevate Employee Engagement. Since Keith will be asking himself questions today, he will always say Keith before asking each question to make it easier for you to follow this episode. Welcome, Keith. Thanks, Keith. Keith, when did you identify employee engagement as the problem you help leaders solve? We've got to stop meeting like this. You know exactly what's going on in my mind. It was earlier this summer. I was reading the Gallup report about the, the state of the American workforce. And when I read this report, what stood out to me was that 67% of the American workforce are disengaged in their work. This is a huge problem. And I've been focused on engagement for a long time. I just haven't called it engagement. Keith, why were you reading the Gallup report? I was preparing to meet with a leader who works for a large company. I had met with a benevolent consultant who consults with large companies. And she was the one who recommended that I read the Gallup report. Keith, what else did you learn from this consultant? The most important thing I learned is I learned to speak a different language. Well, it was still English. Reading that Gallup report was like having somebody hit me on the head with a hammer. Employee engagement was the problem. I knew the training I provided to help solve this problem. I just needed to use the correct words so they would understand. I still needed to make a small change in describing what I do. Everything leaders learn from me will help them elevate both employee engagement and employee performance. Given that I already address employee engagement, I must use these words 
so that leaders understand clearly what I do. Keith, why is employee engagement important to you? Decades ago, I was disengaged when I was a leader and I was exploring career options. I enrolled in an AD course to learn how to help people solve their own problem in one conversation. By participating in this course, I wound up getting a graduate degree. And it was only after I had my graduate degree that I was able to perceive my role in my job differently. And I could see that there was a tremendous opportunity right in front of me. And I chose to stay and seize it. I want to help every leader who wants a benevolent advantage to learn how they can do this too with minimal investment of time and effort. When you do this, you actually elevate your engagement and performance too. Keith, what experience do you have solving employee engagement problems? When I worked for Indiana's welfare system, the system was not known for having engaged employees. 100% of the people who worked for me wrote a letter to then Governor Evan Bayh praising the work we were doing and recommending our governor replicate our work in the other 91 counties in the state of Indiana. And they did that after they had participated in 12 months of monthly mandatory staff development sessions where I shared the best ideas that I learned in graduate school. This was not a typical response to innovation in, in any organization, let alone a large bureaucratic organization. People don't typically respond to mandates in this way. In staff development, we focused on how people perceive themselves, their situation, and the people they served. And when one person perceived in a less than affirming way, others learned how to help them change their perception. They did this by learning how to give and receive constructive feedback in a way that elevates performance in a way that's perceived as helpful. They learned how to give one another positive feedback too. We created and sustained a learning culture where employees would stay in their positions for as long as they were learning. When you help the people you lead build their skill, elevating engagement and performance with their peers, they will strengthen their relationship with one another they become more receptive to receiving constructive feedback from anyone, including you. Plus, when you help them learn how to give and receive sincere positive feedback, they can become more engaged and strengthen their relationship further with one another. Where I really built my engagement skills was through working with volunteers, including key community volunteers, community leaders for seven years. When a volunteer is not engaged, either they quit or they become unreliable. You must keep them engaged. I personally believe volunteering in a leadership role is the perfect way for a leader to build their skill influencing people. Because without a paycheck, all you've got is influence. I believe elevating employee engagement is a learned skill and it involves influence. 
a peak moment happened when we were three years into our change initiative. Governor Evan Bayh had declared Crawfordsville, Indiana to be capital for the day, and he was going to spend the day in Crawfordsville, Indiana. One of the community volunteers in our change initiative just happened to be a leader at the state level in the Democratic Party. He believed the governor ought to learn about our work and help us celebrate our three-year anniversary. He was an engaged volunteer, and I wish I could take credit, but I had nothing to do with it. It was a coincidence that he happened to be a leader in the Democratic Party. The governor attended our three-year anniversary. He was so inspired that when he left that meeting, he told his direct reports, I want to do this in every county in the state of Indiana. One tool I used extensively to keep volunteers engaged was I used sincere positive feedback. When you give someone sincere positive feedback and you do it in a public way, you can actually accentuate the positive feedback you express because you also influence the way other people perceive the person who's receiving your feedback. While there was a lot of positive feedback given in private, I seized opportunities to give it in a public way too. When you give an employee sincere positive feedback, you elevate their engagement and performance too. By developing your sensory acuity, you can see and communicate sincere positive feedback that other people do not see. It's critically important that you balance positive feedback with constructive feedback. You must not withhold constructive feedback from someone who needs it. I believe we all need constructive feedback because we all want to elevate our performance. Whether you're working with an A player or a C player, even though it's not always easy, you know you have a responsibility to elevate their engagement and performance. Keith, do you have a story you can share that illustrates the impact a leader can make on employee engagement? Before I share this story, I want you to know that since I launched my business, I've donated eight hours of my time and expertise each month to give back. While most has been to not-for-profit organizations, I've also donated some to individuals who did not have the financial means to purchase my services. One wanted to fix a broken relationship. The relationship was so broken that the boyfriend refused to meet with me. I provided her the same training. I provide leaders. At the time, I was providing monthly training sessions. When we first met, she worked part-time for a big box store. She did not have reliable transportation. I asked her to donate eight hours of her time each month because I wanted her to have some skin in the game. Within three months of when we started working together, she landed a full-time job at a large manufacturing company through a temp agency. Within another three months, she was serving on a quality team representing two shifts of employees. At the end of 12 months, she was told when she was hired by the company that she was number one on their hire list because they loved the spark that she brought to the workplace. The spark she brought was 
a high level of employee engagement. Within 30 days of being hired, her team leader asked her to be the acting team leader. When the team objected, because it was a team decision, she was one of three people who ran for acting team leader position. She won 100% of the votes from her team. Three months later, she was hired onto a quality team. Today, she is a quality team leader. She drives a reliable car that she purchased new. She paid her car loan off early, and with all of the overtime she has earned, she has already taken her first vacation overseas. Most importantly, she is much, much more than an engaged, productive employee because she is also a leader. Long before she was promoted into the team leader position, she was the spark, exercising her skill, influencing people around her to elevate their engagement and performance. Now I am talking to you and the reason you joined this conversation. When you perceive people you lead as having an abundance of untapped potential hidden within and yourself as someone who unleashes that potential, then you will be amazed by what you discover. People you lead have the ability to bring the best or the worst out of the people around them. You can help them build their skill to bring the best out of themselves and the people around them. They will feel more engaged and their performance will be elevated. Keith, how do you help leaders solve their employee engagement problem? Through my 30-minute complimentary one-to-one -one introductory session, I help them acquire knowledge about how to elevate employee engagement by expressing gratitude. They learn how to maximize their impact and why expressing gratitude is effective. They receive a two-week daily call to action to invest two to five minutes each workday to express their gratitude for an employee to them. They also utilize the employee's verbal and nonverbal response as feedback in a continuous improvement process to build their skill expressing gratitude to elevate engagement. They develop their sensory acuity as to how their expression of gratitude impacts the employee who receives it. They want to evoke positive emotions as evident by a gleaming eyes, a big smile, and a radiating face, and a sincere appreciative verbal response. This module provides a prototype for how I work with leaders. Because there is no fee, this training is only available virtually. By providing this training one-to-one, -one, that leader then becomes the champion. My partner in elevating employee engagement and performance. Having the right internal champion is essential to resolving an engagement problem. The right leader is a CEO or a leader responsible for a division or a plant with an employee engagement problem. Each time a leader succeeds, they elevate their own engagement and performance. Keith, what experience do you have helping leaders solve this problem? I have decades of experience learning how to engage employees and volunteers since I launched my company eight years ago. I have some experience helping leaders solve their employee engagement problem. This story from decades ago illustrates one of the first times I helped solve this problem for one employee. You will see how this benefited their employer. 
when I was facilitating a change initiative in Montgomery County, Indiana's welfare system. During the first three working days of each month, I would frequently put on the hat of a volunteer and work the lobby with other volunteers. Our mission was to persuade people who are receiving food stamp benefits to change their lives by becoming self-sufficient. I kept encountering the same person as a volunteer. Each time I would invite her to do something, she would pick up her pace and say, quote, leave me alone. I'm not interested, end quote. She refused to make eye contact with me. I would walk alongside of her long enough to finish each invitation. Then when I approached her to invite her to participate in our mentoring program and get a mentor to help her become self-sufficient, for the first time she stopped. She looked me in the eyes and said, I will if you'll be my mentor. That marked the beginning of a six-year mentoring relationship. After not working and receiving benefits for 12 years, she became a private aide providing personal care. Then she earned a job as a CNA certified nurse's aide at a nursing home. At the nursing home, she took a personal interest in each patient. She built relationships with an occupational therapist and other therapists who were working with one of her patients. She then helped her patient with their therapy when the therapist was not there. The occupational therapist took a personal interest in her. The nursing home administrator loved having her on their nursing home team. She stood out among other nurses' aides. Because of how engaged she was in her work and how consistently she exceeded performance expectations by providing extraordinary customer service to each patient and their family. She even persuaded her nursing home administrator to join our change initiative. Keith, someone who's joined this conversation wants to know how much time does it take? A leader can invest two to five minutes each workday to elevate one employee's engagement and performance. Keith, someone wants to know how do they solve their employee engagement problem? Here's two ways you can solve your employee engagement problem now. One is by expressing your gratitude for someone to them. And two is by giving someone sincere positive feedback. You must be sincere. The more specific you are, the more impactful you will be. Keith, how can someone stay connected with you? Here's two ways. One, you can click on the link in the show notes to schedule a 30-minute Zoom chat to get to know one another. Or two, send me an email to Keith at Level 3 by Design. My email address is in the show notes too. Keith, how can someone learn more from you? You can subscribe to Embers and Wind, where I will be a frequent guest. If you have an employee engagement problem, you can click on the link in the show notes to schedule an introductory session on Zoom. Please know you will not be asked to buy anything at the end of this introductory session. This session is intended to provide you the opportunity to assess whether this training is a good fit. Keith, do you have a call to action for people who joined today's conversation? I invite you to accept this two to five minute daily call to action for the next five working days. First, express your gratitude for one person to them. Express it with the intent that they can feel your gratitude by the way you express it. Be attentive to their verbal and nonverbal response. Utilize their response as feedback for continuous process improvement. 
you want to look for gleaming eyes and a shining face as preliminary indicators that your expression of gratitude had the effect you intended. Then watch for any subsequent change in their engagement and performance. Finally, log in a personal journal any significant observations, including stories you can tell, to elevate engagement and performance in people you lead. Keith, do you have any final comments for people who joined today's conversation? Yes, I just want to thank you for caring enough about the people you lead to join this conversation. Thank you so much. I look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode of Embers in Wind. If you enjoyed today, please come back next week. Please also share this episode with a friend. If you've not already subscribed to Embers in Wind, rated this podcast, and written a review, please do this now. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, you can reach me directly at embersandwind.net. Thank you again for joining us.